Greetings, Earthlings. Today I'm back with a review of a supercardioid ribbon microphone. That microphone being the AEA KU5A. If you are interested in this microphone, it will cost you around $1,200. Like always, I'll throw some links down below. And for this review, I have the microphone connected directly to the Focusrite 18i20 2nd Gen 48 volts phantom power are turned on for a ribbon microphone because it is an active ribbon microphone. The gain is set at around 130. I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may boost it in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. Yep. First off, everything comes in this really nice hard shell storage case. You will, of course, get the microphone, which does have this built-in mounting system, as well as a 3-meter permanently attached cable. You'll get a little bit of documentation, and if you want to buy the windscreen, it will cost you an additional $50. Then as far as the build quality, it feels surprisingly durable for a ribbon microphone. It has an all-metal body, as well as some fabric covering the metal grill on the side, the end of the mic that you speak into has a standard metal mesh grill. The mount that is installed on the microphone is made all out of metal, and the screws that tighten down the mount are made of metal as well. The threading on the microphone mount is 5 8 inch. It does not come with an adapter. As I already mentioned, the XLR cable is permanently attached, but it has a little bit of a stress relief built in. And the rear of the microphone is where you will find the high-pass filter, and you really need to want to press this thing. I've found that using a 3.5mm plug is great for engaging or disengaging the high-pass filter. And to my understanding, all of AEA's microphones and preamps are handmade in Pasadena, California. Then as far as the specs, this microphone has a super cardioid polar pattern. That's right. It has a frequency response of 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz, a sensitivity of around negative 43 dB, an impedance of 92 ohms, a max SPL of 135 dB, and a phantom power requirement of plus 48 volts. Now I am moving around the KU5A to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. We'll continue around the microphone to 180 degrees. Here's what it sounds like from the rear. We'll continue around the microphone going to the second 90 degree angle. And then we will rotate and end at the front of the microphone. Now I really don't want to do this next test, but I will test the plosives on this thing. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the microphone so you can hear how the proximity effect on this thing, <laughs> how the proximity effect on this microphone sounds. Yeah, it's got a lot of that. Now I'm about three inches off of the mic with it pointed at the corner of my mouth and here is how the audio sounds. About one foot away from the microphone, two feet away from the microphone, and about four feet away from the microphone. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for you elite gamers, now I am typing on the sad W keys. Here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. And here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room.
Now because the microphone does not come with the option for a shock mount, I will go ahead and tap the desk to see how much of that noise it rejects. And then I will tap the boom arm. Now because I am a rather pedantic and thorough person, I will tap on the body of the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Now I want to see how the high-pass filter affects the tone of the microphone. Currently, I do not have the high-pass filter engaged, and I'm about 3 inches off of the microphone, which is where I would typically use it for spoken word. Let me go ahead and flip the high-pass filter on. And now I have engaged the high-pass filter, which rolls off the low end 6 dB per octave, starting at 283 Hz. And here is how it sounds at the same distance, about 3 inches off. There you go, that's the high pass filter on the KU-5A. Now I want to demonstrate how the $50 windscreen affects the tone of the microphone. Right now I am about 3 inches off of the microphone, no windscreen on, no high pass filter engaged, and here is how it sounds. And now I have placed the windscreen on the microphone. The area to really listen for is the upper frequencies because windscreens tend to dampen some of those frequencies down. And on a microphone that's a bit darker and very robust in the low mids, that may be a detriment to it. So listen to that top end to see how it affects that. Now I'm going to go ahead and switch back and forth between the KU-5A and a couple of other microphones, three ribbons, and the SM7B so we can see how it compares against some other options that are out there. Like always, we'll start on the microphone we're reviewing. Currently, you're listening to the AEA KU5A. I'm about six inches off of this microphone. The gain on the 2i2 or 18i20 second gen is now at about three o'clock. Check the lower third to see how much I boost each of these microphones in post, but here is the mic we're comparing everything against. First microphone we have is the MXL R144. This is a $100 or $160 ribbon microphone. This is a figure eight microphone. I had to increase the gain to 100%. I am about six inches off. And here is how this microphone sounds compared to the AEA KU5A. $160 versus $1,200. We are back on the KU-5A, no changes to anything, no high-pass filter, 6 inches off, gain still at 3 o'clock. Here is how this microphone sounds, let's jump to another one and do that comparison. Next we are on the SM7B, which is a $400 dynamic microphone, gain is at 100% and I'm about 6 inches away from the capsule. The reason I'm including this, this is one of my favorite microphones because it is so smooth and easy to listen to. And that is another characteristic that I love about ribbon microphones. So here is a dynamic that I absolutely love for $400 compared to a microphone 3X, the price, 400 versus 1200. 
back on the KU5A again so you can hear the tone of this microphone before we jump to another one and compare it to that. So let your ears get acclimated to this, the tone of the KU5A. And now let's jump to another mic and hear that one. Next, we are on the Royer R10, another figure eight ribbon microphone. This goes for about $500. The gain on the interface, again, is still at 100%. This is not an active ribbon. It has passive electronics, six inches off. And here is how this microphone sounds in this scenario compared to a microphone that is more than double the cost. And we are back on the KU5A one last time. To remind you, this is a $1,200 ribbon microphone. This is the most expensive microphone in the lineup, but here is how it sounds. Six inches off, gain at three o'clock. Check the lower third, and let's do one last comparison. And lastly, we have the Bayer Dynamic M160, a ribbon microphone that stole my heart a couple of months ago. This goes for about $700, and I think it just sounds outstanding, but I am six inches off of it. The gain is still at 100%. No phantom power on any of the microphones other than the KU5A. All of these other microphones are either dynamic or passive ribbons. Here is how this microphone sounds. And let me know in the comments which of these microphones did you like the best. Did you like the MXL, the Royer, the 7B, or the Bayer, or the AEA KU5A? Let me know in the comments down below. Now let's do a music test. Very cool. <laughs> Time has come, but I don't want to find out what's going on tonight. The zombies came and they want my flesh, but I don't really want to die. Now, to be completely honest, I don't know if they are in fact zombies, but they seem really angry and crazy, and I think they want me dead. It is one of those serious, just yikes kind of moments. Not good. <laughs> okay, I am taking this moment once again to declare that I love ribbon. I love ribbon microphones. This thing is amazing. It is super cool. And first up, in terms of pros, the microphone is an active ribbon microphone, meaning it utilizes phantom power to power some electronics that amplifies the signal, ultimately meaning you don't need a super powerful preamp to drive this thing and get a good sound out of it. Secondly, the super cardioid polar pattern on this thing is a nice change from the standard figure eight polar pattern of a ribbon microphone because that eliminates a lot of the potential for comb filtering due to reflections off of the rear of the microphone. And lastly, the microphone is just so damn smooth. That's one of the huge benefits and draws to ribbons. This microphone is no exception there. 
And then as far as cons, there is very little that I don't like about this microphone, but I always dislike built-in cables because that means if the cable goes bad, you gotta ship it off or tear down the microphone, take out the existing XLR cable, resolder a new one, all of that. Always a pain to deal with that, so I would have preferred to have an actual XLR port so you can use any cable. Then as far as my overall thoughts and opinions of this microphone, on the electric guitar, I thought it was incredible. You get the microphone a little bit closer to the cone of the speaker, and you get this brilliant top end, this attack and this aggression that you don't typically get on other microphones that you may have to have a little bit further away from the cone. And it seems to match up and offset the powerful low midsection, doesn't come across too muddy or too lopsided. Really a great sound on the electric guitar in my opinion. Then on the acoustic guitar, I don't typically like darker microphones like this, but this one seemed to work really well. It doesn't give you that in-your-face and alive sound that a really airy microphone tends to have. I don't think that this is an accurate sound of the acoustic. It doesn't sound like you're in the room with it, but what I get out of it is a more natural sound. Definitely not going to work for every genre, but if you're looking for more of that natural, robust, round, and smooth sound, not as detailed, I think it works beautifully, and I really enjoyed how it sounded. Next up for singing, I think this is one of my favorites that I've ever used. I would just say smooth, 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 smooth. It's a very smooth-sounding microphone. If you have a higher pitched voice or you have a harsher voice like mine and you want to tame that a little bit, soften it up a little bit, this works wonders for you. Or if you're just going for that really powerful low mids, you can just get right on top of it and start crooning. I think it works incredibly for singing. If you want more proof of that, just go check out the Scary Pockets YouTube channel. They are always using this thing, and I can tell exactly why. And lastly, for spoken word, I was shocked at how much I enjoyed this thing. When you get to be about three to six inches away from it, you get this incredible sound out of it. The lows and low mids have this heft to them without becoming too overpowering or too muddy. The mids are surprisingly natural. They don't sound scooped. They don't sound overly nasally or too forward like some other ribbons do. And the thing that was shocking to me is how open the treble region on this microphone sounds. I was not expecting that. You get that openness, you get a bit of detail, but you don't get any kind of sibilance. You get that smoothness from a ribbon. I was shocked and how much I enjoyed this thing on Spoken Word. And to wrap up, would I recommend the AEA KU5A? What a shocker. Yes, I would. I used this thing on my podcast for a month. I absolutely loved it. It was super fun using a ribbon on a podcast, something you don't typically do. I also used this mic to record a couple of songs on the ukulele. It worked wonderfully on that. I will link those in the upper corner on YouTube. And if you're looking for a spoken word microphone, I think it absolutely can work for that application. I did it. I enjoyed it. I just don't think it necessarily fits the bill if it is your only microphone that you're going to have. I think you need a little bit more versatility out of your only spoken word microphone. But if you want to throw this in as an addition to an existing microphone you have, 
I think it's a great alternative. Gives you a much different sound than what a standard dynamic or condenser offers and sounds great. And on the other hand, if you just run a studio and you're looking for a vocal mic or a general ribbon to throw on anything and everything, absolutely I recommend this thing. It's right up there with the Bayer Dynamic M160 for me, but you get the benefit of the active electronics so you don't have to drive your preamp as hard. You don't have to be as concerned about the noise from your pre's. All around a great microphone that I have had a ton of fun using over the last six months or so, and I can't wait to continue using it. It seemed to work in every application that I had. It's probably not going to work in every application in every genre, but for every application, there's definitely something that it could be used for. But I think that's going to wrap up for today. I would love to hear from you. Which microphone did you like the best? Did you like the KU-5A? Did you like the Classic 7B, the, the Bayer Dynamic M160, the MXL R144, Stinky, or what was the other one? The Royer R10? Let me know in the comments down below. If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, thumbs down. If you do want more videos, you can subscribe by clicking that logo down beneath me. And do not forget to hit that bell icon check out all the videos. There's a new video every single week, a new review. Check them all out. If you want to hang out in the Discord server, you can do that by heading over to podcastage.com discord. And if you want to support the channel and become one of these amazing people over here, you can do so by clicking that join button and joining at the $5 tier or higher. It really does help me continue to bring you these videos because I'll tell you what, these microphones are damn expensive and... <laughs> It's not easy. It's not fun buying them, but being a member does help, and I appreciate each and every one of you. Until next time, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next week.